Welcome to The Sages Among Us, everyone. I'm your host, Brian Buckley, and today we're going to get the personal story of a citizen leader who's deeply engaged in making our community a better place. It's also a pleasure for me because it is the first time back live in the studio post-pandemic. My guest tonight is Steve Roddy. Steve retired several years ago after decades-long in a career uh, spanning decades as an elementary teacher for the Grass Valley School District. Despite years and years of service as a public school teacher, Steve has felt called to volunteer and be of service in other ways still well into retirement. A partial list includes volunteering as a rehab helper for wildlife rescue organizations, as an educator and stream monitor for Sierra Streams, a trail guide naturalist for the Middle Mountain Organization leading hikes in the Sutter Buttes, and as a defensible space advisor with the Firewise Council and local Firewise community. Steve, welcome to The Sages Among Us. Thank you, Brian. I'm very happy to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to, to get to see you again uh, after working with you for decades, uh, years ago. So let's talk about some of that volunteering you're doing. Did you grow up in a family that was civically engaged? Actually, Brian, not at all. Uh, my mom and dad were raised during the Depression, and they worked really hard and were great parents, but... My father never really understood volunteerism. And in fact, when I would volunteer, he would ask me, where is the profit in that? (laughs) Which um, there is none other than the joy in your heart. (laughs) Uh, Well, so obviously it's, uh, it wasn't your, your father or or mother that led you to volunteering, but uh, you know, and without just uh, focusing on volunteering, what do you think were some of the largest influences for you as a child or as a young adult? Well, Brian, I had a really wonderful honorary uncle named Uncle Elmer, and he was the pinnacle of volunteerism. He was an incredibly successful attorney, but he found time to guide our Cub Scout troop, coach our Little League team, take us to the San Francisco Giants game and get us in position to see Willie Mays. And so he was a big influence on my life, just a truly wonderful man. And I tried to follow in his footsteps. Okay. So at one point you were a, uh, a recreation director, correct? Was that, uh, you know, perhaps a direct result of Uncle it, Elmer? Well, it it was one of the many things. I, I always enjoyed working in recreation, working with children. I was a swim coach and swim instructor, and um, I love working with people. Okay. Um, how about, uh, besides these influences, do you think there was ever a watershed moment that you can recall that was instrumental or impactful in making you the person you are now? You know, I, I really think moving to Nevada County in the early 80s was a watershed or an epiphany moment for me. I had a childhood that was very nomadic. So my dad was a writer and he was in the radio business. And I went to 17 different schools by the time I was in high school. So I lived in a lot of places, but I never really had roots or felt a connection to a community. And when I came to Nevada County, within the first week, I was 
helping with an organized food drive for one of the fellow teachers who was, was ill. Uh, my wife went to the hospital within the first week we lived here as well, and we just met so many wonderful, supportive people that I felt like I truly was home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, well, speaking of Nevada County, how did you first come to, to Nevada County? I know that was years ago. What, uh, what prompted that? Well, actually, the first time I drove to Nevada County was in 1974, and I was delivering candy for a small candy company in Sacramento, and there was a Sprouse Rights in the Safeway Shopping Center downtown. So we had this route where we would go to Auburn, we come to Grass Valley and then down to Marysville and finally go to Chico. So I was just amazed by the beauty of this place as a young college student. And then my parents moved here in the late 70s, and we were living in Pacific Grove with a summer that was filled with fog. So we started coming to Nevada County, and just like most of the rest of us, once you're here, you want to stay here. And you did. I sure did. All right. You know... uh Certainly, I, I've uh, had the pleasure of knowing you for a number of years, and it seems to me that even though you volunteered before, your volunteering has increased in in your retirement. Um, what were some of those uh, volunteering experiences you had earlier, you know, before you retired? Because I know that even though you're doing a lot now, you, you still did stuff then. In fact, I, I want to thank you because you were actually one who inspired me to do some, well, some volunteering. You're very welcome, Brian. So when I first moved here, my wife and I didn't have children, and I wanted to know, I love history, so I started volunteering at the Empire Mine, and I was a docent at the mine, and I led a lot of tour groups to around the mine and into the Bourne Cottage. And then once my son was born, everything pretty much became focused on more volunteerism that helped him. So I, I managed the Tall Pines Pizza Booth, the <laughs> fair, went in. At Tall Pines, you want to get there early so you don't clean the bathroom. The Tall Pine <laughs> parents will know about that. And then I was on the Roots and Wings board that supported the Pleasant Valley School District. I coached Little League. I coached basketball. I was a band booster president. I volunteered at the Center for the Arts and the Bear Yuba Land Trust things. Been to many schools, helped circle. Um, right now I go to Linda School a lot, which is a small school down in the valley. And I have more time to devote now. Mm -hmm. So I've pretty much filled my days with either taking kids or people out into nature and recently, my focus has really become on helping the FireSafe community, FireSafe Council, Defensible Space Advisor, and I'm on the FireWise Committee in Lake Wildwood. All right. Well, uh, everybody, you're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. We're talking this evening with Steve Roddy, an active volunteer with his FireWise community, as well as with several other community nonprofits. Um, I wanted to ask you, Steve, uh, you mentioned the Firewise Council. Uh, talk to us about that and, you know, what, what's that all about and what's your role within that? Well, I think everyone who lives in our community is concerned about wildfire now. You know, we live in an area that has a lot of people living in the urban wildland interface, they call it. And I was here for the 49er fire in 1988 and experience that to where now whenever the planes fly over, immediately you're wondering where they're going. And so it's a, I think 
without a doubt, our number one issue in Nevada County now is dealing with fire issues. So evacuation, creating defensible space, the shaded fuel breaks around the communities, the different firewise communities, the OES. And it really takes all of us working together to improve the situation for each other. So what, what is your role within the Fire Safe uh, Community or Fire Safe Council? Well, I was trained by the, the, the Fire Safe Council as a defensible space advisor. And there's, there's a nar- large number of us in the community. And what we provide is a confidential advice visit. It doesn't involve anybody getting a citation. The information doesn't go beyond the meeting that we have between the advisors and the homeowners. And what we're able to do is take a look at a particular property and give some advice on ways to improve the defensibility. Um, Most houses have something that needs to be done, and so priority is a big part of that. So many times people feel quite overwhelmed or they don't want to have a defensible space visit because they feel, you know, a little embarrassed, like the situation isn't great here. But those are the ideal people to have a visit. So we would come there, uh, usually in a team of two. We'd walk around the property on the outside of the property. And really, the very first thing we're looking for is to make it where the person can evacuate from their home. So truly, your evacuation route starts at your garage or in your driveway. Then we look for common issues of plants that are too close to the house. We look at the roof. Are are the gutters clean, the roof clean? And a real common one that is kind of surprising, probably 95% of, of properties we look at the code on the vents that are around the foundation of houses used to be quarter-inch mesh. And all of the houses have quarter-inch steel mesh around those vents. And what research has shown is most of our fires are ember-driven fires. So out in front of the fire, being driven by the wind, come these light-burning embers, and you want to deny them fuel. So... One of the things we are constantly doing is looking at those vents and making sure that the embers can't get under the house, um, under the decks. You know, if we can deny those embers fuel, that very really helps save your property. I know in the fire last summer, the Caldor fire in Christmas Valley by Lake Tahoe, they had done a really good job of dispensable space work in that community. And when the fire came, they did not lose a single house. So it's something that we all can do, and we don't need to be embarrassed about it or feel guilty, but just look at what we can do to improve our situation. Right. So you were mentioning uh, the those eighth-inch screens are, you know, an easy fix. Aren't, aren't, you don't even need to screw them in or anything, right? No, it's actually, if you're okay with going under the house, you just cut a piece of, you go to the hardware store and buy hardware cloth at a fence store, which is metal. And if you go under your house, you can look at the opening on the back side of those vent screens. Most of the vent screens are 18 by 8 or something like that. So you cut Mm -hmm. the screen just a little bit bigger and you don't have to attach it at all. All you do is shove it from the inside up against the existing screen. So it's a really quick and easy fix. Other options would be to replace the vent itself, which mm-hmm. some people do. And um, it's it's kind of a, an Achilles heel, so to speak, in many of our properties. Mm-hmm. And if somebody didn't want to go under the house, they could just slap it on in front of the... Uh 
Right. You know, I've heard of people using very real, like small magnets and putting them on the four corners and putting Mm -hmm. the the screening on the outside. I think you could probably fabricate a little bit of wire in each of the corners. But Mm -hmm. if we can deny those embers access under your house, it could save the structure. Most of the vents up on the attic vents already are equipped with that eighth inch wire mesh. Okay. You're listening again to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. We're talking this evening with Steve Roddy, an active volunteer with his Firewise community, as well as several other community nonprofits. As always, you're invited to join in the conversation. If you have a question or a comment for Steve, please give us a call at KVMR. That's 530-265-9555. As always, we ask you to keep your on-air question or comment to no more than a minute. We'll take a very short break, and we'll be back with more in just a few seconds. Welcome back to The Sages Among Us. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking tonight with Steve Roddy, a volunteer for his local FireWise community, a defensible space advisor, and someone who has also volunteered time to help out in local schools as a storyteller and help Sierra Streams and the Middle Mountain Foundation as an educator, trail guide, and naturalist. So, Steve, can you tell us about some of your uh, other current or recent past civic interests and different ways you've been helping out your community? Well, you know, guys, I think it, it's really easy to find many different opportunities to participate. For example, many of our arts organizations, theaters, music, always are in need of volunteer. So, for example, I saw Sweeney Todd last week, which is just an amazing show at the Nevada Theater put on by Sierra Stages. And I know Sierra Stages was looking for people to volunteer either with the snack bar with, that was benefiting the food bank or helping with ushering or things like that. I know I love music and we had, there are so many opportunities at the center for the arts for people who would like to go and work and volunteer at shows to see the shows themselves. Miners Foundry always can use people. I even had a interesting volunteer night where it was New Year's Eve at the foundry and it was the, Chicago Park PTA or PTC was hosting the Deadbeats. So we had a school crowd and then a Deadbeats crowd. <laughs> and I was in charge of security on the side of the stage, kind of like the, the filter between <laughs> these, two, these two groups. Um, our, our community needs help. I know I have friends who work at the food bank regularly with distributing food. I know people who work at Hospitality House. I think that Friendship Club and NEO that have blended together to be bright futures for youth is, can always use help there. Mm-hmm. I think that the senior center can, centers can use help. Um, it's more of a, a, a process of what are you interested in and what do you like to do? 
Are you interested in history? Well, you could volunteer at the historical library. Are you interested in helping at the river? I know Circle is always looking for river ambassadors and people to help out in that way. If you like nature, you could help Sierra Streams, either with they have opportunities for people to work at the Sierra Streams facility, counting uh, macrobenthic invertebrates, which is a fancy name for Bugs. life that lives in under under the rocks of streams that indicates the health of a particular stream. I know Circle is working on a big project at Hamilton Bar down on the lower Yuba, restoring some salmon habitat. I had a chance to help at the UC Field Research Station that was bringing school groups in there. So I think there's just a world of opportunities for people to help others in our community. And it's more of like, what do you enjoy and what are you interested in doing? Mm-hmm. So... so uh, you're, you're a stream monitor for Sierra Streams, yeah, right? Yeah, correct. Tell, Sierra, us, tell us, you know, how do you spend your time as a stream monitor? Well, stream monitoring is, is a very helpful thing to both Circle and Sierra Streams have volunteers that do stream monitoring. So typically this would be every other month they, I would go to my site is now up on the up headwaters of the Bear River. So I think many of us have driven up Highway 20 and have crossed the big Bear Valley there and headed up the hill towards Spalding. So basically where the Bear River crosses, we parked there and hit upstream a little bit because we found that the materials that they use on the road sometimes can change the conductivity of the water, which is one of the tests. So we move upstream away from the Highway 20 bridge and there's uh, you're trained in doing a number of water monitoring things. You check for the dissolved oxygen in the water. You check for the clarity of the water. You take water samples. And I know that Sierra Streams has people that are monitoring probably 10 spots on Deer Creek and about the same number on the Bear River. And one of the issues not specific to Sierra Streams that I've noticed is the pandemic greatly hurt the volunteer pool of the of the different organizations. So I think, you know, we probably lost at least half of our water monitors over that two-year period. Uh, the same thing happened at some of the other volunteer organizations. We ha- used to have, I think, 10 defensive space advisors in Lake Wildwood, hmm. you know, three or four years ago. And now we just have four now. Actually, three of us do the lion's share of them. So probably done 80 or more defensive space advisory visits in the last year. So folks out there, help your community. I mean, there's just a, a never-ending list of opportunities to help others. Right, right. Well, that's that's great advice. One of the things that I wonder, Steve, you know, from, from my perspective, it seems like you're a person who has a lot of interests in a variety of things, and when you see a need that's related to one of those interests, you jump in and help address that need. What what motivates you, and what do you get out of all this volunteering personally? Well, guys, I think as I've gotten older, I had my 70th birthday yesterday, I've realized that giving is so much more fun than receiving. And for those listeners out there who've been to Burning Man, you know what the 
what the 10th principle of giving means. And it doesn't, co- it's not bartering. It doesn't come with any expectations of anything in return. And truly, it's way more fun to give away stuff than to receive stuff. So I think people have opportunities. If you see a, a situation, I think GoFundMe is, is it constantly being used for different reasons. And you have financial funds, you can help people in that way. Or if you see somebody in need, uh, if you don't have financial resources, you certainly have an opportunity to donate your time. And it's just, I love doing it. And the feedback that I get from helping, helping in these volunteer positions is just enriches my life. Um, it's, it's just uh, the, the best. Okay. Sounds like you've uh, also met a lot of cool people and made, made good friends with some of these uh, volunteer activities. Well, you know, you, it seems like the busy people are the ones who are always available to do some busy things. And, you know, I've, I've had some incredible mentors in this community. I think those of you who know the Skrutgrud family, Tina and Mark, Lynn and, and Sarah, that's a family that, you know, I always thought they deserve the fair family of the mm-hmm. year or something mm-hmm. because they, you know, they've run grad nights. They've helped, they've, they were the founding people of NEO. They help at the Penn Valley Rodeo. And they're just kind of this amazing family of wonderful people that they're not out there flashy and flashing around, but they, they help so much in mm-hmm. our community. You know, um, being in, working in schools and being a teacher, we had so much help from so many wonderful community members over the years. You know, I know Joanne and Dan Castles mm-hmm. were just fantastic help to us at Grass Valley School District and continue to do that through the high school years. And then Joanne was kind of the mover and shaker of the Sammy's Friends Thrift Store, which helped animals in our community, which is another great thing. I can't emotionally handle going to the shelter because I start crying and thinking of the little rascals and the, the dog catcher from back in the old days. But there are, you know, people who love animals, you could walk dogs mm-hmm. or, and you could visit with cats or help animals save. Or think about the situation that we run into at the fairgrounds when there's an evacuation in the area mm-hmm. and how many people it takes to set up the emergency shelter for animals, you know, and mm-hmm. livestock that go that go to the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. So that would be another opportunity. You well, know, if somebody wanted to do that, would they contact the fairgrounds or the uh, Office of Emergency Services in Nevada County? You know, County? I am sure a person could call 211, the mm-hmm. connect line, and mm-hmm. just say, you know, I really want to help out when we have an evacuation of animals. How mm-hmm. do I connect with that group mm-hmm. or the, 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 the animal rescue group? And I'm sure that they would love to have your help. Right. You know, you've been a resident of Nevada County since the 80s. Um, what are some of the changes you've seen, and what do you believe are some of our most pressing needs or issues? You've done a great job of listing volunteer opportunities, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you know, we have a wonderful community, and I think when, when disaster strikes, when there's a problem or a fire, we rally together. But at the same time, we're very representative of the United States as a whole. If you look at our, the registration of the political parties and the way that this, this county votes, and it's, it's really a reflection of the entire United States. And what I would re- enjoy seeing is civility 
and respect and politeness. And I know that some of our issues and things at the county level have turned in some pretty angry, antagonistic, uh, confrontational things. And I think we need to remember we're all in this together. We all live in the same community. We don't want to be angry at each other or say hateful things or, you know, be screaming in somebody's face. And we need to be together as a group. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe you're suggesting that in, instead of yelling, try volunteering. Uh, oh, that sounds good. That would be a, that, that's a good line, Brian. We could make a poster. <laughs> instead of yelling, volunteer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you might have already answered this question, but uh, a question I, I often like to ask Sage's guests is if they had a, a magic wand uh, and could, you know, be granted one wish for, for this region, how would you use that, that magic wand? Wow. If I had a magic wand, we would have a situation where all of our homeless residents could be taken care of. You know, I think it's really heartbreaking in a society that has giant, expensive cars and motorhomes and things tooling down the road, you know, and then at the same time, we have members of our community who are living in the woods and have no resources. So I think housing in our community obviously is a huge issue. But if I could, you know, wave a magic wand, I think um, everybody would have a place to live in Nevada County. Okay, okay. It'd be a great, great wand. A lot of people would appreciate you waving that one, I'm sure. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you've done so much volunteering, and you've been a public servant as a, as a teacher. And along the way, there has to be one really fun story that uh, involves one of your experiences as a volunteer or a teacher. We've got a little bit of time left. Is there any, uh, any story that, okay. that's... Uh, I, th- I think I'll possible. return to that Deadbeats show. <laughs> so I was working by the side of the stage toward the back lock parking lot of the foundry when somebody came and said that there was some really, really mean people at the door that are wanting to crash into the big room not the stone hall. So I went over there and the aggressive people actually ended up being a whole bunch of friends of mine that live on Bridge Street that were having a a (laughs) Halloween party. And the people from the PTC had decided to laminate some bathroom passes for this other party because the bathrooms were in the deadbeat part of the foundry. So when I went to go see these aggressive, you know, curmudgeons or whatever, whoever was at the door. Band of 'er ne'er-do-wells. Yeah, the 'er ne'er-do-wells turned out to be really always do-rights. Yeah. The the constant do-rights. And so what I did is I decided at that point that the the bathroom passes didn't work for people on New Year's Eve who'd been imbibing in the other room. So (laughs) we kind of approached it like Woodstock. It became an open concert. I threw the doors. It was like at five minutes to 12. Like, how many more tickets are you going to be selling to the show at that point? So that was an unusual volunteer issue where you had some two very diverse groups. And so you were the security guard of, you know, countless people's fantasies at at that point. Absolutely. Nice, Nice job. 
Okay. Well, Steve, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be my guest tonight. Um, it's been great to hear some of these stories and to get uh, all of all of the volunteering information that uh, you have. Well, I just want to say, citizens of Nevada County, can we please take care of each other? Because it'll be better for all of us if we do. I think we have many, many more similarities and differences, and we all love where we live and we love the environment. And so we really need to take a step back and try to just have patience with each other, help each other, and just be kind. Great. It's kind of a simple thing. Well, thanks for all you do to support the inhabitants, human and otherwise, of this wonderful area. Well, the purpose of the Sages Among Us is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of their community. Discover how others are making a difference and how you, too, can be part of the positive in this region by tuning in to the Sages Among Us on Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Be sure to tune in next week when Keith Porter interviews Marnie Marshall, who's uh, had a number of posts working with the Downtown Association and KVMR and the Center for the Arts. It'll be a very interesting show. I've been, I'm Brian Buckley, and you've been listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. Many thanks to my guest tonight, Steve Roddy, for sharing his story, and to Ralph Henson for doing a fantastic job as our engineer. Finally, thank you for joining us this past half hour, and thanks so much for everything you do to make your part of the world a little bit better. <laughs>